Welcome back to Moving Right Along, a Muppet Family Christmas podcast. This is the podcast where we watch a Muppet Family Christmas two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Ryan Rowe. I'm your other host, Anthony Strand. And today we are thrilled to have one of our favorite uh, guests with us. Uh, he's been on this show many times. Guest, please introduce yourself. Hi, I am Danny Horn, and I'm thrilled. Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas, Danny. Thank you. Very happy to talk to you. On, on this beautiful snowy day? Uh, yes, yes. Look outside. The snow is, is falling. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. We live in three different places, so I just assume <laughs> that it's snowing where, where all three of us live right now. Oh, yeah. It snows in San Francisco a lot. So. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it, like, it, never, not, it never snows here. It never gets cold. Um, it does not feel like Christmas here at all. Uh, um, like pe- and like people don't put up Christmas lights or anything. It's oh, weird. That's sad. Um, considering like I came from New Jersey where like Christmas lights was everything. Right, um, sure. And so it is possible that this right now is the most Christmassy thing that I'm going to do this whole season. Could be, could be. I don't want to go down too much of a, a tangent here, but are you familiar with the TV show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? I am, yes. The song yeah, yeah. California, California Christmas, Christmas Time. Time. Yep. Yeah, it's, yep. it's the anthem for it. The, the most Fountains of Wayne-esque song in four yes. seasons of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah, yes, loved definitely. it. Co-written by the late uh, Adam Schlesinger. So today we are. Talking... I would just like to point out. I just. I would just like to point out that uh, before we started this recording, Anthony <laughs> and Ryan, with straight faces, looked me straight in the eye and said, "You know what? We're going to try and keep these episodes kind of brief because we're doing them. We're doing them every day." Yeah, and then you <laughs> shut that down. So that's why we're not. Well, I would <laughs> like to point out that it was mostly Anthony who was saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Because we know what yes, happens now, when Danny Horn is on the podcast. And now the bickering begins. <laughs> All right, this is going great so far. Today we are watching minutes 15 and 16 of A Muppet Family Christmas in which the Muppets watch an old home movie and the turkey hits on Camilla. So we pick up here with Doc finishing his explanation to the Swedish chef that the turkey's the turkey, you turkey, which is apparently enough to convince the chef. And they all uh, disperse, although the chef does say, uh, smeka gobla gobla goofy woofy, which <laughs> I'm sure, you know, any of us would say in the same situation. Roz and I say... The whole, I don't care if the turkey said the dog is the turkey, that thing. Um, we say that to each other all the time while cooking our, our annual turkey. Like, oh, that's sure. Ju- that's just like part of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, perfect, the perfect line for just such a situation. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have a dog around. Uh, it feels like, like kind of you know, starting this clip and starting it in the middle of that line with just people shouting and barking <laughs> um, as like the first thing that I saw. Uh, it it's still like it makes sense that that tracks because like this special is so just like packed with characters and scenes and yeah it just like it has to move really fast in order to just do everything that it needs to do it really does i've noticed that even more in watching it two minutes at a time where before one sequence is even over it's like you hear another character's voice shouting across the the farmhouse and like okay we're going back yeah. we're going into the next thing it's no time to stop and rest. We got to move. Yeah, we got to have like like Rizzo has to have a line and Ernie has to have yeah, a line. Exactly. And, and, yeah. You know, Cookie Monster has to hit us a little bit. Right. Well, then the turkey makes another appearance. He pokes his head in the frame. Um, he is delighted to have caused this chaos. Uh, then he sees Camilla and just is immediately ogling her. And he, he says, hey, mama, how you doing? Which seems extremely <laughs> inappropriate because they don't, you know, they haven't even been introduced. Possibly even more inappropriate than Gonzo's own uh, usual behavior. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like having the turkey as like there's the special on the whole does not actually have a story. It's mostly just like 
hanging out at you know just right. like getting together the at closest right. thing is is piggy's slow journey to the farmhouse yeah it's like the only sources of tension are like piggy coming to the farmhouse and then the turkey who is the villain of the of the special and just like causes problems that's true um, everywhere he goes yeah he's gonna cause another problem too that's, that's true yeah yep. uh but now suddenly doc and sprocket are sitting in the living room next to scooter who calls out to kermit look what i have it's home movies i found this old film in the closet it's the very first Christmas the Muppets ever spent together. We're about to see the Muppet Babies here. And yeah. this scene is maybe the most Scooter has ever felt like Muppet Babies Scooter as an adult. Because he's like being the AV nerd here. Right? Oh, he's like, the guy running the projector. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah he's, right. he found an old film in the closet and then yeah. set yeah. up a projector to show it to everyone. That's like baby Scooter being like, ah, look at what I got on my computer, guys. <laughs> Tapping right? around like, on his computer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I hadn't thought about that. But yeah, you know, this is a fun puppet show and the creators of it obviously had no concern for logic or continuity or internal consistency. But the point of this podcast is to talk about this thing a lot. So first of all, why is Scooter digging in Fozzie's mom's closet? Like, did he have permission to, to go in there? What is he doing? Oh, for that, I, I that feels okay to me because, like, there are Muppets everywhere all over this house. Right. Yeah. They've been given run of the place, for sure. Everyone is going to so get everywhere. So it's just sort of a, like a, it's, it's understood that they can just go peeking into every nook and cranny in the house. Oh, I'm just thinking that they don't have a choice. Yeah. Like, if you want to move around at all in this at space, a certain point you're gonna you're have gonna, to just you're like, gonna displace somebody else and there and someone's gonna end up in the cup you're gonna head into the closet yeah to some, to some yeah point. yeah sure okay uh but then so yes but we I, are, I do i do love the like the old home movies thing which i think like now is not an experience that people have but definitely is a thing from my childhood of like yeah oh here's yeah. like the old scratchy home movies that we have a little right well it's not exciting it wouldn't be exciting to kids now because everyone is just constantly taking video on their phones of every right. minute of their lives so to have captured like a two-minute clip of someone's childhood is not exciting anymore but it was <laughs> no, back then. really really, um, really not yeah that's... but yeah so it's the muppet babies uh now in the muppets take manhattan the muppet babies only existed in miss piggy's imagination as this scenario of what would have happened if they had known each other when they were babies but now they're treating this as if this was something that really happened where they did but now hang it's out. canon yeah where they did hang out as yeah. babies but that's because of the cartoon right like in i guess so in between like this is muppet family christmas right yeah so at this time there's four successful franchises of henson muppet characters right, right? yeah this is another property that's that's joining the crossover Right. So, like, that's why. If there was yeah. no Muppet Babies cartoon, there sure wouldn't be, hey, everybody, here we are as babies. From the point of special. view of, yes, the producers of the special, that is the reason. Yeah. My question is this. 1987, they're watching the home movies. And those home movies are clearly, like, because it's them when they were babies, it's, like, a couple decades at least. Yeah. Ish. Yeah, and that also assumes that all the Muppets are the same age, essentially. All these characters. Uh, Right, when Scooter is specifically supposed to be younger than kermit anyway right. um but we got that and the, the muppet babies is still on like muppet babies started in 84 and this is 87 and then when this is the, right, like, like kind of right smack dab in the middle of the cartoon right in the middle. yeah yeah well it's still on the air so they are saying that that cartoon which regularly features uh star wars characters at least um is set in the 1960s oh wow yeah I, yeah i have nothing to add to that but that's a very that's a fascinating thought <laughs> There you go. Sure. I guess there's nothing in this 
clip that would contradict that. No. Muppet Babies, it's official. Muppet Babies takes place in the 60s. Well, the yes. pilot famously features a clip from Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? See, that's there's a problem. Is a movie that takes place in the 30s. So no, it all checks out. Oh, yeah. That's true. Oh, okay. So um, in the Muppet universe, Raiders of the Lost Ark actually happened. Like yes. they're just watching in, yes. real in footage of Indiana Jones having these adventures. Yeah, documentary evidence. Yes. Correct. Yes. Right. Okay. This is the kind of thing that for other franchises, this would cause a crisis. Right. Oh, yeah. We'd have to basically, actually like Muppet Family Christmas would be like crisis at Ma Bear's house. Right. Oh, no. Yeah, for sure. It would. Crisis at infinite farmhouses. Yeah. At the end of the special, like one of the franchises would be wiped from memory. Yeah. Right. right. Like, oh, yeah. No, we didn't have fraggles after that. Oh, no. Right. Yeah. That, oh, was no. All pre, that was all pre, pre Muppet Family Crisis. It's so sad that, that <laughs> Gobo Fraggle is the Barry Allen of of this universe oh yeah i think that makes sense when boober gives robin that fraggle pebble that's the only remnant of the of the pre oh yeah just the pebble that's the leftover piece of the old universe yeah right yeah awesome but my other thing here is that when they arrived at the farmhouse fozzy introduced kermit to his ma as if this was the first time they had ever met and ma said he she recognized uh, fozzy's friends from television but sh- shouldn't she know that her son used to hang out with a, a lot of these uh, muppets when he was a baby because she owns whole movies yeah yeah who oh, took man. this film who 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 made this film my kids they went to daycare i didn't know those parents i didn't talk to those other kids who cares but if you're if if your kid grew up and was on a variety show and 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 your kid's boss was somebody that they knew that they had gone to nursery school with or daycare. Wouldn't don't you think that would come up at some point? When they introduced me to them, then the the child would say they went to the same daycare as me, and I would say, "Oh, okay." Yeah, all right. That but that just doesn't happen. Very here. well, very well. I'm sure they shot that, and it was just a deleted scene. Anyway, Kermit says he hasn't seen this film in years. Clearly, they Kermit remembers that they have this shared past. Yeah, they all do. They all they all have like little comments to make about yeah. how they how cute they used to be. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. So the Muppet Babies are singing "Santa Claus is Coming to Town." The song dates back to 1934. It's been recorded by a zillion artists. Uh, that's about as much as I looked up about it. Okay, so um, I gotta I gotta say the two do. songwriters of "Santa Claus is Coming to Town" have both incredible names. All right, J. Fred Coots. J. Fred Coots, which sounds like one of Donald Duck's relatives. Like, that sounds like <laughs> Carl Bark's name. And Haven Gillespie. Haven Gillespie. Is that H-A-V-E-N? H-A-V-E-N, yep. I'm glad I know that piece of information. J. Fred Coots also kind of sounds like... Like J. Fred Muggs. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. J. Fred Muggs, <laughs> right. The It's the unholy ch- offspring of J. Fred Muggs and Clinton Coote, one of Donald Duck's many cousins. <laughs> there you go. I was also thinking like one of those acts on the Muppet show that you, that they talk about, but you never actually see, but like, you know, like right, Jay bouncing Fred Coots and his, you know, electric watermelon or something. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes. And uh, Muppet Wiki reminds us that the song appears on two Sesame Street Christmas albums and Miss Piggy sang it with Tony Bennett in the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade in 2016. That was when Miss Piggy saved Tony Bennett's life. That's whatever. That was the story. Yes, that's what everyone said. Well, and I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we don't want to get this sad, but we know now that he had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's by that time. Oh yeah, I guess so. Maybe she actually did save his life. Like, well, yeah. So what happened? They 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 were on a float. The float stops moving for them to sing the song, and then when the float started moving again, it kind of jerked 
when it first started and Tony Bennett seemed to kind of stumble and it looked like Piggy was like bracing him so he didn't Safe fall him. over. Yes. So yeah, that's that's what happened there. Baby Piggy in this musical number is holding a Kermit doll, which makes me wonder where did she get a doll of her friend? But that's following on from Muppet State Manhattan where Baby Rolf has a Big Bird doll, which makes even less sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm thinking like the, so the Kermit doll, there was like 1965, I think, was the first like Ideal Toys did the first like Kermit doll and Ralph doll. Oh, right. So this must be after 1965. Okay, so you're narrowing down when <laughs> I'm this narrowing film narrowing down was to taken. the end of the 60s. Yeah, yeah very which, good. Which, yeah. which makes me wish that Piggy had been holding a Wilkins in one hand and a Wilkins <laughs> in the other. Man, if they could have included Wilkins and Wilkins in this uh, crossover, that, that would have been amazing. That could have been on TV. That is the one bit of fan service. Oh, yeah, they could have just turned on the TV and uh, like changed the channel. Sound Friends is on, yeah. Yeah, when they see the newsman do his bit, they could have changed the channel and there's like Sam and Friends or a Wilkins commercial. Yeah, missed opportunity. <laughs> um, kicking themselves. So as we mentioned, the, the Muppets are all sort of just shouting comments at this, uh, at this film. When Piggy's on screen, Floyd says, it's Miss Hamhocks when she was a little sausage roll, which, you know, it's, I guess that's typical Floyd. He kind of is a jerk to Piggy sometimes. Then uh, when we see baby Fozzie singing, his ma says you were still in diapers in those days and Fozzie goes ma and kind of like lightly slaps her like that that's a very cute moment she's so nostalgic for those diapers yeah <laughs> she just loves them i mean if he went to a nursery and he was there all day that means that he, ma didn't have to change those diapers so true not as big of a problem that is inaccurate <laughs> <laughs> from your experience as a parent yes yeah there are more hours in a day at home and most, I mean, I don't know what Ma Bear did. All right. Uh, Baby Scooter and Baby Gonzo are also in the film. Baby Ralph, I may have mentioned, is playing a toy piano. Uh, Bunsen shouts out, there's Ralph when he was a wee puppy. And Ralph says, not so wee, I was paper trained. It's a, a solid uh, solid dog joke. <laughs> and I like that I like that, that gives Bunsen something. I don't think Bunsen really and Beaker don't really have anything. That's true. He really doesn't. Yeah, they don't do anything. And Yeah, they're just hanging around, yeah. Is that Bunsen's only line of dialogue? I have a theory about this. I think they do a little bit of a song, um, but my theory is that um, you you can't have Beaker like getting electrocuted around the set. Oh, sure. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And that's kind of the yeah. only thing that Beaker ever does. Like so. nothing too <laughs> violent or bad yeah. can happen. Crazy Harry doesn't do anything. Beaker doesn't do anything. Oh yeah. Do we? I guess we must see Crazy Harry. Crazy in the Harry crowd, is there. But... Yeah. But yeah. he can't. But explode. without his without his like Christmas TNT plunger. Yeah, he can't be like blowing up Grover. Yeah, <laughs> too bad. The baby Gonzo's there. Gonzo watching the film says, "What a handsome little devil I was," and waggles his his eyelids. Nice puppet trick. I love that everyone else. It's like something specific about being a baby, and Gonzo's just like still handsome into himself. Yeah. He still got it. Yeah, <laughs> he is still attracted to himself. Mm-hmm. Baby animal then bursts out of, I think, is he bursting out of a present on the, the yeah. film or is he actually like breaking through the piano itself? It looks to me like a present. Okay, yeah, it's like it a is. present under the tree behind the piano. Um, and then adult animal bursts through the movie screen and I guess that's it for the home movies. This is, feels like a good time to talk about the fact that adult animal is way ahead of his time with his fashion sense. He is. Oh, he's got like a grunge. Yeah, he looks just like Dawson Leary. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like hanging out with Joey, talking about making movies like Spielberg. Yeah. 
He's wearing this plaid flannel uh, number, which, yeah, it, it really does look like something from the early 90s. Yeah, he's, he's been to Seattle. Exactly, yeah, it's a yeah. solid t-shirt, solid yeah. colored t-shirt with an open flannel shirt over it. Maybe that look was inspired by Animal. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people watch the special on TV. That's true. That is true. Well, yeah, Doc has the line. He says, oh, that was fun. Even weirdos are cute when they're babies. I'm so happy that Doc is in this special. Yeah. I guess you guys have, I'm, I'm sure you guys have talked all about yeah, but this. but please, but by all means. How cute is Doc? And I love He's having great. him as the sole human. He just commits to the reality of the situation. And it's like, the thing that I think is super sweet is, is that he is not, like, they could have done, like, human guest stars. A real celebrity. Yeah, like here's the, you know, it's Muppet Family Christmas with special guest stars Martin Mull and Glenn Close. <laughs> <Yeah>. and just, <laughs> just grim and awful. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, and so instead of doing that, like they said, it's, you know, with special guests, you know, Doc from Fraggle right, Rock. Doc is the guest star. And like yeah. Is, yeah, is just a member of the cast. Yeah, and he is so good at working with puppets. Yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Playing off the Muppets. Yeah. And yeah, we, we've talked about how he kind of has... A character arc in the special because yeah when when he first shows up he just wants to have a nice quiet christmas with him and sprocket alone in this house when the muppets show up he's kind of mad about it he's he is kind of turned off by these weirdos who have evaded this space and now we see like he's really starting to like these guys yeah they're they're cute you, you know they were cute when they were babies oh yeah and then this gonzo wishes in with a, a variation on his his trademark whoosh sound effect from the Muppet Show and says, I knew you'd learn to love us. And Doc says, I didn't say that. Gonzo looks crestfallen. Yes. But then Gonzo notices that the turkey is flirting with Camilla. He is kind of like playing with her feathers and he's complimenting her drumsticks. Um, she seems to be into it, though. Un- unbelievably successful, I feel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unlikely. For someone who, but... just, who she just met, she's... Yeah, he's fondling her. Yeah, yeah, he's all over. Several places. She's totally fine with it. Right. He says we're gonna go outside for a little scratching and squawking. Friendly scratching and squawking. A yeah. little friendly scratching and squawking is aggressively sexual. Yeah, and he's, yeah, <laughs> it's wild. Especially for like at any time. I was I was gonna say like especially for you know a Christmas special that has Big Bird in it, but like that's that's aggressively sexual kind of no matter what in any context. In any context, exactly, yeah. yeah I can well, it, yeah, it's the dirtiest thing in this special for sure, or most suggestive <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah. So that's but that is like I think it's uh like that's what the turkey is here in this special is like the chaotic force that. Uh, that that causes uh, problems and disruptions everywhere everywhere that he goes. This this does like there is a theory that Camilla is just a series of like there is no Camilla. And yeah, Camilla Dave Gold actually subscribes to that theory. Identical chickens. Yeah, I well, do we too. Just, I mean, we just talked about a celebration of thirty years, which yeah. has the joke on screen that Gonzo can't tell any of the chickens apart. Oh yeah, you know. I don't, I, I kind of just don't like that because I like thinking that Gonzo has this beautiful, like, lifelong relationship, yeah, with this with this one chicken. Right. I do too, but then if you think about it. It's, it's like, funnier every, the other way. Every, yeah, every single scene, it's just the chicken has no idea what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that also depends on, it's like. It's a chicken. Right, right. How uh, level are these chickens <laughs> operating? 
There are there are certain Muppet chickens that we have seen are capable of speech, but for the most part, they they just cluck. And so you know, and so I think this is I think this is evidence for that that this Camilla. This might be a different Camilla than the last one we saw. Gonzo, like Gonzo, comes up to them and is like, "Hey, stop messing with my girlfriend." And the girlfriend does abs- has absolutely no response to like Gonzo being right there. She's just still into the scratching and squawking plan that is still on as far as she's concerned. Yeah, this might be yeah, this might be like Exhibit A in that that theory. Or or Camilla is just really fickle. She can't be tied down. Um, yeah, that actually brings us to the end of this clip. So any final thoughts on these two minutes don't invite live turkeys into the home no no well i mean if you're gonna invite bears and pigs and monsters and everything else you might as well invite a live turkey i just it feels like it, it just causes a lot of problems <laughs> yeah turkeys are are the most problematic species yeah i think so okay anthony you had something yes but it's like super nerdy please that's what we're here for so when gonzo and the turkey are arguing here over camilla Sitting on the steps behind them are Zoot and Rizzo. Oh, yes, I actually did write down that I I liked the fact that we can see Zoot sleeping on the stairs. Right, yeah. But what this also means is that while Dave Goals and Steve Whitmire are arguing, a Dave Goals character and a Steve Whitmire character are sitting on the steps behind them. Yeah. So it's kind of like I'm seeing double, four Daves and four Steves, right? (laughs) Yes, that's good. I, I did not think about that part of it. That's all I think about. You win. I think you win. I know. Yes. Yeah, that, that, that was, was yeah we got nothing else. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Thank you for that. So, all right. Then that brings us to the end of this episode. We will be back tomorrow with another one. So please join us then for another special Christmas episode of Moving Right Along. Bye. Bye. Friendly scratching and squawking.